Merry Christmas, friend. I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today. As you are making an intentional choice to fix your heart on Jesus, the one we are supposed to be celebrating this time of year. My hope and prayer is that this would be an encouragement to you and remind you that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. Help me spread this message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know we could all use something that would help us focus more on celebrating that Jesus came instead of getting caught up in the crazy of this time of year. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study and Online Women's Retreat. If you are looking to grow in God's Word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of this study away to our members. Finally, this January is the next Online Women's Retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now let's get started with focusing our hearts and minds on the one who came for all. For all day 16, King Herod and the scribes with Molly Parker. Talk to God, praise, repent, ask, yield, and stop and listen. Almost two years after the birth of our Savior, a dusty caravan from the east made its grand entrance into Jerusalem. With this caravan of Messiah-seeking astrologers, the wise men, stopped to ask, where is he who had been born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star and have come to worship him. Matthew 2.2 Fear and terror filled the heart of a much lesser king, Herod the Great, or more fittingly, Herod the Not-So-Great. Read Matthew 2, 1 through 3, and list the possible reasons why King Herod was disturbed. Matthew 2, 1 through 3. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. For starters, the wise men didn't come looking for Herod. They had no interest in him, which must have been a blow to his ego. I imagine Herod felt the same way we feel times a million when we're at a party and the people we're chatting with keep looking over our shoulders for someone more interesting. After all, according to Herod, who could possibly be more fascinating than him? The man who wor- wormed his way to the top, who was appointed king of Judea, and who built palaces, fortresses, lavish cities. A tyrant who had so much power, he killed people in his own family causing Caesar Augustus to suggest it is safer to be Herod's pig than his son. Without a doubt, Herod did whatever it took to exalt himself and secure a spot as frontrunner for the most interesting man in the world. But on that day, someone far more intriguing and praiseworthy and glorious was being sought. Looking deeper, beyond the bruised ego, we see the main reason why Herod became upset. We find it in the wise men's question, where is he who had been born king of the Jews? It's a question that sent Herod's mind to spinning. What if they're onto him? What if there really is a true king? 
What if the nation of Israel rallies around him and I get the boot? Read Matthew 2, 4 through 6. Why do you think the chief priests and scribes were able to respond so quickly to Herod's inquiry of where the Christ was to be born? Matthew 2, 4 through 6. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall become a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Question. Why do you think the chief priests and scribes were able to respond so quickly to Herod's inquiry or where the, of where the Christ was to be born? Turns out the Jewish leaders knew their stuff because the scribes meticulously wrote out and memorized scripture, referencing Micah 5, 2 and verses 5 and 6. It's no wonder Bethlehem was on the tip of their tongue. And there couldn't have been a more perfect place for Jesus to be born, for he came into the world through Bethlehem, which means house of bread. Write down John 6, 35. John 6, 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. What a beautiful detail hidden in the Christmas story. The bread of life was born in the house of bread. By comparing himself to bread, Jesus is telling us he is essential to life. Only through him are we nourished, satisfied, filled, and given eternal life. No earthly bread can do that. Read Matthew 2, 7-11 and note the details of the story. Matthew 2, 7-11 Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that had been seen when it rose went before them until it became to the rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. It's obvious Herod was faking interest in worshipping the young child, or he would have gone with the wise men. But why did the Jewish religious leaders stay back? considering they knew of the prophecies that pointed to Bethlehem as the Messiah's hometown. Prompt, write down why you think the religious leaders stayed back. Because the chief priests and scribes were more interested in possessing a vast knowledge of scripture, earning the respect of the people, and maintaining an outward appearance of perfection, they were blinded to receiving the promised Messiah. Laboring over food that perishes, the earthly bread of knowledge, reputation, and good food, they completely missed the one thing God wanted them to seek, Jesus, the one who came for all. I often see myself in the Jewish leaders. Sometimes I'll join Bible studies or attend prayer meetings in an attempt to gain influence or simply because I'm supposed to. Instead of allowing God's love to be the motivating force behind all that I do, my own desires and whims take over, leaving me unsatisfied and feeling disconnected from my Savior. Like the religious leaders, I too have tasted of the same perishable bread, the same stale crust of hollow routine, and have been found wanting. Thankfully, Jesus is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love, and fills me the moment I put my focus back on him. Now read Matthew 2.12 and note what the wise men did. Matthew 2.12 And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. 
Not only were the wise men students of the sky, they also studied dreams. How wonderful that our God met them in a place of personal interest. Question, has God ever gotten your attention in a unique way, in a way that suited you, that had your name written all over it? Prompt, read Matthew 2, 16 through 18 and note what happened. Matthew 2, 16 through 18. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious. And he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all the region who were two years old and younger, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they, they were no more. And here we see yet another side of the Christmas story. A horrific turn of events predicted long ago in Jeremiah 31, 15. How arrogant of Herod to think all I have to do is kill the babe in Bethlehem. That should stop him from taking my place. As if anything or anyone on earth could stop the one who would be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Jesus has always been and always will be. And because we serve a God who doesn't leave lives in ruin, we know it doesn't end there. Read and write out Jeremiah 31, 16 through 17. Jeremiah 31, 16 through 17. Thus says the Lord, keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for there is a reward for your work, declares the Lord, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, declares the Lord, and your children shall come back to their own country. As we end our study of King Herod's cowardly involvement in the Christmas story, we can be thankful God did not meet his match in Herod. Though people may scheme up evil, God's plans cannot be thwarted, and his purposes will always prevail. Proverbs 19.21 Doer of the word, how can you apply what you have learned from the Lord today? I hope that was encouraging to you. Remember that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. It would be so helpful if you would leave a review of this show, plus share this with your friends and family. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free Advent study. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. Finally, this January is the next online women's retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. I'll see you next time, friend. Bye.